Welcome back to the Peric Project. It's been amazing to hear all your feedback to our launch. Such an excitement to learn and journey together. So today we start with Mishnah 1, which is a very strange way to start Pirkei Avot. It starts, Moshe Kibbal Torah, Mitzina, Emesara, Yeshua, Yeshua, Zekenim, Zekenim, Leviyim, Onaviyim, Nesara, Anche Knesset, Hagdola. It starts by telling us that Moses received the Torah from Sinai, passed on to Yeshua, Yeshua gave it to the, to the elders, the elders gave it to the prophets, the prophets gave it to the men of the great assembly, and they said three things, which is a very strange thing. Why is it starting the ethics of the fathers with the transmission of Torah? But it's precisely at the start of the ethics of the fathers that we need to understand the transmission because by prefacing it with, with the transmission of the Torah, it's telling us this is not just an ethical work because most ethical works have to be understood in context of the people and the communities and the times that they lived in. But ethics of the fathers is timeless because it was it's part of the Torah and Torah is the only ethical work that is said that is not subjective it's objective it was given by God and it was given for all times and therefore it's timeless and it's stood the test of time and it's telling us that the Torah both the written and the oral law were given to Moses at Sinai and Rav Hirsch explains that it's like a lecturer's notes the written law that if you were to open up a note and this often happens to me someone will ask me for a note and I'll give them my notes and then they'll call me and they'll say I don't understand right because the lecturer's notes is written for someone to uh, for the lecturer to understand it but if someone else wants to understand it they'll need someone to explain it to them and that's the relationship between the written law and the oral law the written Torah is like the lecturer's notes and the oral Torah is the understanding that we have to learn together to understand the lecturer's notes but what the word that's written here about the Torah is very interesting to note. It's called a Masorah, a tradition. It's not a gift because a gift you keep to yourself. But a tradition is ours to have and to use, but more importantly, perhaps to pass on. And that's the Torah. It's not just a gift for us, but it's ours to pass on to future generations. So what did they say after this introduction that we have? They said three things. Be deliberate in judgment. Make, develop many students. And make offense for the Torah. So number one, what's very important to understand is that when Pirkei Avot says, they said, it means they will want to say. It's not just one thing that they said, but this is kind of their, their life mission. This is what they kept on saying again and again. So they said to do three things. Number one, to be deliberate in judgment. Now, obviously, this applies to judges, but it also applies to all of us. We all have to judge people and situations. And they are telling us, slow down. Take your time. Don't rush into a judgment. Take your time to understand the situation before you make a judgment. The second one is develop many students. Now, these can be 
formal students or these can be people that we can teach and pass on to including our kids for those of us that have kids and it's telling us the mission is telling us develop many of them because number one you never know which of your students which of the people you're teaching is going to be the most successful and secondly for yourself because the students, the people we teach and, the, and, we, and we give to are catalysts to bring out our potential when they keep on asking and questioning. So develop many students. And the third thing is make a protective fence for the Torah. So this is actually comes from a mitzvah in the Torah where it says, um, where God tells us to safeguard his mitzvot. What, what does it mean? We're not, we're not looking to get extra strict but look at it as though i'll give you an analogy that will help clarify this imagine there is a child that has an insatiable appetite to eat things that are for, that are wrong for him right and so the father understands the child so he tells him i don't want you going into that shop that sells this stuff that you that is not good for you let's just say it's a non-kosher shop he says i don't want you going into a non-kosher shop because i'm worried that you're not going to be able to control yourself and if you do i'm going to have to punish you now the mother loves her child and she she doesn't want the child to get in trouble with the father and to eat something that's not, not, that's not good for him. So what does she say to the, the, the child? And she says, I don't want you even going on the street of that shop. So too, the safeguards are there to, to protect us and to help us to, to achieve our mission. And the Mishnah also tells us, don't only follow what the, the rabbinical one is, but look at yourself. Look at what your weaknesses are and see if you need to put up any safeguards in place so that you don't fall into a safeguard. So I'm going to leave you with this question. Look at yourself. L look at what we want to achieve and see if there's anything that is stopping us from achieving it and what safeguards can I put in place that will help me achieve what I need to do. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on sending your feedback, your thoughts, and looking forward to continuing together.